So what if you're single? You're never alone in the single soul circle. Join us as we hear from singles who will inspire you and help you face the unique challenges and opportunities of the single life. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Thank you, Sarah, for coming back to share more information with us in part two. If you missed part one, you can find that episode at singlesoulcircle.com slash podcast. And in that first episode, Sarah shared more about her journey through grief and her transformation and how she decided to start a podcast called Breathing Wind. And today, Sarah's going to share more tips for you on how you can deal with grief, how you can help friends and family who might be dealing with loss, and she'll share some information that she's learned from the guests who've been on her podcast. Sarah Davis is a podcast producer, learning experience designer, and writer living in the San Francisco Bay Area. She is the host of Breathing Wind, a podcast about grief, parent loss, change, and healing. Thanks for being with us again, Sarah. So for our listeners who are dealing with grief, what advice would you give them? I would say that no matter what I say, it may or may not be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I... I think that the most important lesson that I learned is that you have to figure out your own way through grief. It's not going to be a one size fits all. It's going to be a creative experience that you have with your grief and your own emotions. You can do everything that they say to you for you to do, they being the grief experts, and still not get there. And for me, the most surprising thing for me was that feeling my emotions through ritual, like a, like a physical ritual where I was wailing and in community with other people, even though it was virtual, that for me helped me feel my grief and that helped me move through it a little bit better. And I would have never known to do that. I was just open to everything. I was open to any options that came my way. And so I tried them all And that just happened to be the one that fit the best. But it's just being gentle with yourself and being open to the feelings and the things that come, I guess. Mm -hmm. I like that being gentle with yourself. That's great. Great advice. And what have been some of the key learnings from your guests on the Breathing Wind podcast? Yeah, this is an interesting question because everybody comes from a different lens. This last season, season two, has been about healing. And so we've had grief experts on. We've had healers, musicians, um, palliative care physicians, death doulas, you name it. And also... There's also been a focus on caregiving because that's one section that I've been working on for myself. So through it all, I would say there there are several. (laughs) So from the grief perspective, it's just the idea that you can be prepared for it, but you can never really know what it's going to be like. 
It's like you can have a sense of direction as well from hearing other stories, but you'll have to experience your loss in your own way. And that that sort of come that nugget of wisdom comes from one of my mentors, Cheryl Jones, who has a podcast called Weathering Grief. And she's been so knowledgeable about everything grief related. It was just it was really interesting to hear her perspective as being a caregiver to um to also her experience feeling grief and what she did while she was feeling this ambiguous loss for 10 years caregiving. And so I I found her words to be really fascinating and uh, she just really approached grief with eyes wide open and yet still also felt it even at the end. Um leaning into loss and being even being by your loved one's side uh, one of the one of the guests this last season is a death doula her name's Nyla Francis she was by her dad's side when he was passing and she she expressed that she didn't realize how grace filled that would be and how amazing it was to be there I, for me, it sounds really frightening. And I think for a lot of people, it would be really frightening to be that close to death. But for her, it gave her a new sense of purpose. And now she's doing this work for other people. She's helping them see beyond the systems and see a different way to approach death with their loved ones. Um, conversations about death and dying, how to have them. <laughs> <laughs> One of our uh, our guests, who is also a host of a mini series this past season, Deborah Sito, talks about that because for her it was really important to have that conversation with her parents. She's an ICU palliative care nurse, and so she's encountering death and dying and loss every day, even though she's I don't know in her twenties. <laughs> so she had those conversations with her parents, and she. Um, expressed all of that in this project that I hadn't heard of before called the Conversation Project, which helps people, gives people guides to have these kinds of conversations. I guess another another thing that I've learned is how to stay connected after someone's passed away. Ken Brenneman, who was in season one and also then hosted a miniseries in season two, talks a lot about this. He interviewed two musicians who both had loss from a younger age, 30s, 40s. I think what, actually one of them was younger than that. And just talked about how they still feel connected to their parent that they had lost and what they do to honor them continually in their life. One of the musicians he interviewed is Dave Cause. And Dave Cause is kind of like, known for in the 90s he did a lot of uh, he was like the saxophonist on a night show and so he now has cruise ships <laughs> that he that he runs <laughs> and one of them he dedicates to his mom and his mom's spirit is part of that cruise experience that he has so it's just it's really it's really such a joy to hear how people continue to honor their parents. And then I guess the other aspects uh, from Wendy, Wendy Roland's miniseries this past season, she, she tackled 
how do you heal from grief in three different ways? So the three distinct ways are through counseling, sound meditation or sound healing, and also movement, vinyasa yoga specifically. And I learned that sound, sound has special meaning to us because it's literally tied to how we process information. So it can really help us to heal through sound, through through singing, through voice, through expression. Beautiful. That was a lot. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Yeah. And we'll share those links to those episodes in the show notes so people can hear more from those guests. They sound like so many, so many different perspectives and things to learn from each of them. And what has been the most surprising thing you've learned from experiencing grief? Yeah. So I think when I first experienced grief, I don't think I realized how afraid of grief I was. I really, I wanted to think of it from an objective standpoint, like here's this, this grief and I can compartmentalize it and experience it in bits and pieces and when I feel like it. And it was really all-consuming, but in a way that was very subtle and that I wasn't fully feeling because I didn't allow myself to fully immerse myself in it. I went back to work after my five days of bereavement leave. I went back to work, and I was also building up my consulting business on the side. So I was working and then I was working again in the evening and on weekends. And so it was just, it was a lot um, to experience. And when I finally did go to the Camino, that was when I was disconnected from everything and able to fully feel my grief. And it wasn't that bad. (laughs) It wasn't that frightening. It actually felt so amazing. It felt, I felt so connected. I mean, of course it doesn't feel amazing in the moment, but after you cry, after you get all of that out, it doesn't last forever. It can't last forever. It just feels like you've released it. You've, you've released it and then you're able to connect better at the end. So that was really surprising. Thank you for sharing that personal experience. What are some of the things that we can do when we have a friend or family member who experiences loss? Well, I think number one, it's important to acknowledge the loss. A lot of people just think, oh, that's private. That's like something I can't, I can't step on somebody's toes, even if it is as like maybe superficial as posting on a Facebook post that says that they lost a parent. Even if it's that, and that's great, you know, just being able to acknowledge that this huge event happened in somebody's life. But you can also take it a step further and call somebody. I think that the people who called me, uh, they just came out of the woodwork. I was so surprised at how many people had had significant losses in their life and had never talked about it with me until I experienced it myself. And that was that was so helpful. <laughs> uh, other things, I I would say sit with somebody, even if it means that you're just watching a movie and you're not talking, even if it means that they're just going to blabber at you and cry. Just sit and and help and be present. 
That's just so wonderful. <laughs> I had I had somebody help me assemble IKEA furniture because I was moving into a new apartment and I think I wasn't able to really like do a lot of organizational higher level thinking at that time and so it was nice to have somebody else kind of take the reins and help me with that. Um food <laughs> food is always a great thing mm-hmm. you know it's so cliche that people end up with a ton of casseroles when somebody passes away but it's so helpful because that's one of those things that's hard to remember to do sometimes you don't want to eat and but you but part of what you don't want to do is you don't want to go out to get food not even to the grocery store so um i mentioned this before but i had a friend come to the airport and pick me up. And when she did, she brought me bags and bags of soups and salads. And I survived off of them for two weeks. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was one of the best, one of the best things I, I, I ever received. So when the casseroles and the soup and salad disappear and time, time goes by a little bit, uh, what can people do to continue to so- support people through that grief. Yeah. I think that part's a little bit harder, right? (laughs) Some of that has to do with community. So when you were grieving, who did you surround yourself with and how did you find connections and make meaning of your own loss experience? Was it with your community of friends? Did your community of friends witness you in grief And if you're able to kind of bridge that, then you can do things with your community to sort of honor the loss of your loved one. I have a friend who does an open mic night where everybody just brings in a poem, some kind of like meaningful expression of somebody that they lost or something that's really meaningful to them if they didn't lose anybody. And then she's able to also expressed through poetry about her mom who passed away. So that's really meaningful for her to have that annual ritual where she's able to, I think she calls it spring cleaning, where she's able to kind of like release everything and share it with her community. So everybody's able to witness each other. I don't think that's possible for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it might, it might mean that you have to develop some rituals of your own, for yourself. And if it's not with community, if it's just with yourself, that's also helpful. Like for me with my dad, well, it's slightly different for me because I'm a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was, when I was creating season one, I really thought carefully about how to include my dad in every episode. So I would wear his hat, his sailor hat And I would bring in a photo of him and I would ask my guests to bring in photos of their loved ones. And we'd talk about them and bring them into the room. And that was really beautiful way to continue to honor them after the loss. And I would say that's probably something really helpful for what we could do on an ongoing basis to help support is just to ask about stories ask about their experiences with their loved ones and try to find out more. And it's just being able to express a story or a memory 
is so lovely with somebody else. It feels connected back to them, even if you even if you don't have any existing rituals to keep yourself connected. That's so beautiful. And would you be willing to share a special memory that you have with your dad? Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess this is not a memory, but I've been thinking a lot about how my dad supported me. And as a child, he was the Girl Scout cookie Mom, he couldn't be the <laughs> leader. <laughs> he couldn't be the troop leader because he was like male, and I think at that time they weren't allowing that. So he was the the cookie mom, uh-huh. and he made sure that I knew how to sell cookies. <laughs> Did he have a favorite um, cookie? Yeah, <laughs> I think he liked the Samoas. Yeah, Samoas. <laughs> good choice. <laughs> yeah, so he loved that. He like built. He hated heights. But he went on a climbing adventure with me because I I was really into climbing when I was 13. He went on a climbing adventure with me to the Needles in South Dakota. (laughs) He was terrified. You can see (laughs) him at the, the, you know, at the top of the mountain and just looking like, like freaked out, like his (laughs) eyes are wide open. Mm. He's just terrified that he's up there. Um, he also built me a climbing wall in the back of the garage. We lived in Iowa, so like there wasn't anywhere to go climbing. So he was just, he was solidly supportive of every hobby or interest that I had. And I think it's because of him that I'm able to pick up new hobbies and interests and run with them. So he was, he was a good guy. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. He sounds wonderful. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again, Sarah, for joining us today. You had so many great words of wisdom. Thank you so much for that. And check out the show notes. She has links to all the different episodes she was talking about. And she has one correction on Cheryl Jones. The name of her podcast is actually Good Grief. And the name of her website is Weathering Grief. So please be sure to check out those links and check out Sarah's show, Breathing Wind. Thank you for listening to the Single Soul Circle podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for a guest, email me at singlesoulcircle at gmail.com and be sure to check out our blog at singlesoulcircle.com. 